from KQED. Before we get started today, a bit of news. The cooler's about to head off on summer vacation for the months of July and August, but don't despair. We still have a few episodes left, and one of them is the finale, which we want you to be a part of. So here's how it's going to work. If you have a nosy question for us, need some advice, or if there's a topic you've always wanted us to weigh in on, let us know by calling our hotline at 415-553-2850, and you might hear yourself on the show. And don't forget to drop your name and location so we can shout you out properly. So what are you waiting for? Make our dreams come true by making our hotline bling. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler. Now that the battle for the Iron Throne is donezo, another battle is brewing. The one for the Song of the Summer Crown. This week we'll be listening to a few contenders and deciding which summer anthem gets the Cooler's official seal of approval. And talking of battles, we'll be learning why challenging a fellow celebrity to Fisticuffs is having a moment, and how you can hold your very own duel. On God, or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you about the video game company that is trying to resurrect one of our worst millennial nightmares. Oh no. Get ready to tweet. My thumbs are ready. <laughs> <laughs> so this week in San Francisco, it was 98 degrees. I don't even want to talk about it because I feel warm talking. Nick Lachey's impact. (laughs) (laughs) Finally here, guys. Yes. I, of course, spent a certain amount of time at the beach and every single blanket had a rival soundtrack going. This cool group of teen girls was playing Solange. This other less cool group of people was blasting top 40. Ah. So that kind of like sonic rivalry reminded me that it's that time of year where we all argue Mm -hmm. about what the song of the summer is going to be. And listeners at home, I know what you're thinking or shouting or whatever right now. Duh, it's Old Town Road. And I agree. I mean, mm, no, I mean, I get, um, okay, sure. I was recently in Nashville. It came on in the club. They loved it. Ten weeks at number one. And not just people in the club like it. I don't know if you guys saw this viral video where little Nas X goes to a grade school. Oh, I've watched several times. These kids know every word. They're dancing. They're living. Like, it does seem like that's going to be the song of the summer. All that doesn't mean that there can't be a dark horse bop that might come out of nowhere (laughs) and steal this crown. Like, no one expected Booed Up by LMA. Which I think was one of your songs. Who is the of the no week. one? Hello. I expect <laughs> you expected because it. I called that song. <laughs> but it literally took 17 months from being released to being a contender mm-hmm. on the charts. So, like, anything is possible. So, today I will be guiding us through some of this summer's contenders that aren't Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. And we'll score each one, one through 10, and then we'll average out the score and figure out which jam deserves to be on the summer playlist of our listeners and that generally the cooler f***s with. The other ones will be what? We'll just yell jacaras at them until they're forced <laughs> into flames? Let's find out. Okay, so summertime is the season for booty shorts. Yes. So who better to define these next few months than Megan the Stallion? Have you heard of her? Oh, I have heard of she, yes. <laughs> yes. Although a stallion is technically a male, but I'm going to let her slide because it She can works. do whatever she mm, wants. Yeah. She also goes on Instagram Live 
kind of regularly to talk about global warming. Really? Yes. Mm. I'm liking the sound more and more. An academic queen who doesn't recognize horse gender. Mm. Yes. So if you needed that in your life and also a twerk anthem, She's giving it to you with big old freak. Nobody freak like me. Hell huh. Yeah, what you need like me. Hell huh. Anybody got up on their tip tip toes and roll to the tip like me. Huh. I got him like big and he feening. My body a drug and he need it. He begging me for the treat. He throw a fit when I leave. Baby, let me rub, let me rub on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I liked, I liked a little bit sparse, I feel like, to be the song of the summer. I feel like you need layers and depth to be mm-hmm. a true song, Dulla Summer. I'm, I'm willing to consider it. Though. The song is bopping around the country. And I think people are just hungry for more female rappers at this point. Mm. We've been listening to Cardi and Nikki go back and forth. For, well, listen, we've been listening to Nikki go back and forth with herself for quite some time. Her shadow. <laughs> yeah, her shadow. Yeah. And so we're just ready for some new blood. Yes. Mm. Okay, so what are your scores out of 10? I'm going to give this one a, a cool seven, I think. Okay. If I'm talking about the song in general... I would say that it's like a nine because I like it. If I'm talking about Song of the Summer, I'm going to have to knock it down to about six. Whoa. Well, I was going to go seven, but Carly already took seven. You can come with me on the seven well, boat. Well, I'm, I'm going to come with you on the seven boat. because, And the reason why I say this is because I feel like the song of the summer has to be an anthem that everybody can sing. And I feel like men would not sing this song. Like, they would enjoy the video and they'd be like, yeah, I love that y'all love this song and I love to look at her. But they wouldn't, like, chime in and sing this song. I think this is more of like a woman anthem. You don't want to freak like me. Mm-hmm. You don't know you don't. about this male gender out here. <laughs> Progress. I'm going to give it an eight because okay, I believe. Okay. The ramp is down. You can come aboard the seven boat and then just add your one when you're on board. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that. I'll bring a plus one. <laughs> Next up, we might have thought that Katy Perry's career no. was over. You said Dark Horse and I was like, don't play with me. Here we go. I'm closing okay. my ears for the next two minutes. Well, Let's see what happens if you don't listen to it. (laughs) It'll be the same. (laughs) It'll be the quality will be the same if I don't listen. So like Katy Perry a couple of years ago cut all of her hair off. And also it seems like she cut off all the good songs from her album Witness. (sighs) And all the good stylists that she had was working with prior. Them too. Everything. But she is back with pop legend Max Martin producing. And you know he produces a bop. Baby One More Time, all the Backstreet Boys songs. Recent bop? I mean, because you just named a few that were great in the golden era of pop <laughs> well, and boy bands. What, have, has there been you know a what he produced? Yes. And I'm not going to put you on blast, but I will. Style by Taylor Swift, which you love. Oh, oh, I do love that. I thought Taylor wrote that, huh? He didn't write it. He produced it. Mm. Well, Katie doesn't write. So did he write that too? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, You so this guy's like a kingmaker. He's amazing. He's a king slayer as well. <laughs> Let's listen to Never Really Over. Guess it's never really over. Just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. And if I think it over, maybe you'll be coming over again. And I'll stick it up for you all over again. Just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. And if I think it over, maybe you'll be coming over. Don't lie. I'll give it to her. I like it. God damn it, I take it all back. That's that's a great pop song. See? Shit. I mean, I'm not taking back what I said about her career. But this <laughs> this song No one's gonna ask you mm, to do that. This song is great. If he produces a whole album, then maybe I'll get on board. Oh right. that is that is pulsing, it is buoyant. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry can churn out a good pop song. Teenage Dream? Oh yeah. It's not cool, but mm-hmm. it's a great pop song. But here's the thing, though. Nobody in my barbecue is playing that. Mm. So I don't know if I can give it Song of the Summer because... Well, that's the criteria. You have, yeah. to, you have to proclaim it. Has it has to be everywhere. Everybody has to be into it. It has to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't see the same for everybody. Okay. Mm. So what is it going to be? You know what? I will say, just because it's not in my barbecue, I could see it being in other outings. So I'll give it an eight. I think people will buy in. Okay. It'll be in a commercial before the summer's over. First of all, I really want to co-opt the phrase, 
not at my barbecue, <laughs> into my personal Let's lexicon. Into a hashtag. I, I get what you're saying. I think I'm going to have to go 8 to 8.5. That's a Ooh, jam. Point system. I'm going to give it an 8.7. All right, so this next song has something in common with Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. in that it makes you want to shake your ass. Mm. Watch and, yourself. And it also <laughs> samples a 90s classic. She sampled something from Immature. That's the ticket. Okay, so now you got um, you mm-hmm. got me. Yes. Yeah. This one samples Informa Ooh, from wait. 1992. The artist is, is Snow. Um, I almost called him Boombastic, but that's not his name. <laughs> Basically. Mm. So let's listen to Con Calma by Daddy Yankee. <laughs> So this is on at the barbecue and the after party? Like it's happening? Yeah. Oh, I yes. could see it happening. I could see uncles and aunties really trying to shake they and watch mm-hmm. themselves on the dance floor. Let uh, me tell you where it's also mm-hmm. featuring in the closing credits of the next Fast and the Furious movie. Really? I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, like after they succeed, that will play. And like Vin Diesel will say something like, yeah. oh, you know we're going to come back. And then that's going to kick in. Joyous cinematic moment. So on potential of Song of the Summer, I'm going to have to go on with 10. Because wow. I, think, I think we're already primed with the Cardi B's, uh, I like it like that. Mm, I mean, right. I feel like that was like last summer or whatever. Like we, yeah. uh, So we're, we're, we've worked up to it. I think that when everybody is drunk, we like to pretend like we can salsa. <laughs> or, and, and I feel like this is sort of like the, the soundtrack for that. Carly, what's your number? <sighs> because I love the idea of in these fractured times, a beat that is what, you know, our uncles would refer to as Latin could sweep the country (laughs) i'm gonna say nine unity guys right i'm gonna say nine as well hey this next song is less ass shake worthy but it's still a groove okay let's see it's called earthquake by tyler the creator how are you Mm. spelling and it's just like he spells it e-a-r-f quake see that is the flat one that b-o-b and then we're talking about yes oh gosh yeah okay maybe it's a zero (laughs) hit us Okay, this sounds like a bad Jodeci song. Ooh. I like, I'm not. <laughs> wow. I don't see it. This is, <laughs> don't this see is, it, don't hear it, don't, don't want see it. it. This is, I will give it a four only because oh. I feel oh. like when the after party gets lit, and my California people know what I mean, lit, I could see some people enjoying this song while they're sort of like laid back. Uh, or like this uh. is the song you play when you want people to leave. Yeah, like, no I more dance floor shenanigans. Go home. Yeah, this is no. I thought I saw. It sounds like Casey and JoJo are a little drunk. <gasps> this is what the song sounds like to wow. me. Wow, drag him. Not saying that other people can't enjoy it. It's just not my favorite. Do you want to bring Milli Vanilli into this as well? You're yeah, like, who else? Who else is on your list, Aria? <laughs> yeah, no, it's too slow of a slow jam to really set the earth on fire. It has a little bit of funk in there, but not enough. Like the song of the summer needs funk. Five. Let's do a five. I can't even muster the enthusiasm to say a number. Five. There you go. I'm going to give it a six because I'm the nice one on this panel. Mm, mm, (laughs) Just mm. kidding. Courtesy points. I'm terrible. Courtesy points. (laughs) So on last week's episode of The Cooler, I picked an outro song by Nina Cherry's daughter, Mabel, if you guys remember. So great. This next song is another one of hers. And it feels like, you know, Pokemon evolve into different 
<laughs> Do I? Okay. So it's like if Dua Lipa's song, New Rules. Okay, you know, I'm all about that. Yes. yes evolved. And it's different for this year. You know, you be the judge, though. That's a that's a that's a high bar. Yeah, we'll decide. It's called "Don't Call Me Up" by Mabel. Don't call me up. I'm going out tonight, feeling good now. You're out of my life. Don't wanna talk about us. Gotta leave it behind. One drink and you're out of my mind. Not enough to get up. Baby, I'm on the high and you're alone, going out of your mind. But I'm here up in the club. And I don't wanna talk. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Finally. See? So I'm going to go with a nine only because, like I said, same rules apply for Megan Thee Stallion. I don't feel like everybody will get into this song in the same way that I feel like when the Daddy Yankee song comes on, everybody's on the dance floor. But I do feel like women will get sassy. We'll all be like, yes, I'm going out and we'll all we'll be into it. Fingers will I'm be into pointed. It. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, Stone Cold 10. That's that's it. Like a little bit of marimba under mm-hmm. that. And you know when the marimba comes out, mm-hmm. you got a song of the summer, guys. Yes. It's going to have to be a 10 for me, too, because she's the one. Wait, sorry, no, 9.5, <gasps> because my mum says you're never allowed to give anything a 10. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I would like make a meal and she'd be like, it's great. And I was like, what's your score? She's 9.5. Because if you start giving things 10, what's to live for? Right. Oh, is that a British, uh, that's a British outlook, right? I think that's, that's a, my <laughs> mother. You are, <laughs> you are never good enough. Just remember <laughs> oh. that. Always keep that in the back of your head. You are lucky yes. that not a single <laughs> member of my family listens to this. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. <laughs> So this next song features not just one person I find annoying, but two. Oh, okay. Why did you make the list? It better be a boppity bop bop. I don't know if it is, but both of the people on it, which are Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Okay, what are we doing here? Have you lost your damn mind? They're hit makers. Okay, well, listen, he did, he did get us a few years ago. What song is that? Uh, Oh, that song. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And apparently Ed Sheeran is second only to Drake for total career streams ever. You know, we have to give him a chance. And he did do that song with Beyonce, so he's seeing the light. He's yeah, like, you know. And he did one. do that song that he had to pay TLC's songwriter money for because it sounded so much like No Scrubs. Mm. Wow. And I heard that Shape of You is about Rihanna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so out of his league, it's laughable, literally. I can't. I love that you went. You went. The, the facial expression. That's the crazy. one. That's the one he had to pay the money for. Mm. I mean, dang, worth every penny if it's yeah. about Rihanna. Oof. Okay, well, this one is called I Don't Care. And maybe we won't. Let's listen. Cause I don't care when I'm with my baby, yeah. All the bad things disappear. You're making me feel that maybe I am somebody. I can deal with the bad nights when I'm with my baby, yeah. I'm gonna give it a nine. I feel oh. like people would get into it. You're like, there's a lot of whites in this country, so nah, um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a pretty nine. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's, that's my scale. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that song is hot trash. <laughs> Have you heard the beginning where he's like, I'm at this party and I'm so rich, but I'm also so awkward and conflicted. Mm. No. Once you've reached that level of richness, you don't get to sing about being the awkward guy at the party anymore. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You stay home and you wipe your tears with your money. Yeah. Can I do zero? I'll you do can. zero. Yeah. You can. I'd but love see, to do zero. you Brits and, and the whites here will disagree. I'm telling you, it's, it's shooting up the charts. <laughs> Ed Sheeran literally wrote this, like, pseudo Irish song called Galway Girl and they were like oh that kind of stands out in your album it's a bit weird why did you do that and he said oh it's because a lot of people like like to think they're Irish in the US he's that cynical calculating Don't fall huh? for it. Mm. just because Boston wants to hear it yikes them in their straight <laughs> parade gonna say. Ugh. I'm gonna give it a five it's too nice like the song is called I don't care and I don't mm. so there it is you are in 
the minority because I'm telling you, sir, it will be everywhere. It'll be next time you go into Starbucks, just you watch. I'll also be the minority at the Straight Pride Parade yeah, in very Boston. True, very true. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people bought Coldplay records, so you don't always want to be with the majority. <laughs> Guilty. Last but maybe least, I don't know yet, is the comeback single called "Sucker" by Sansa Stark's husband Joe Jonas and his brothers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite Jonas brother? Who's the one that did Jealous? Nick. Okay, I'm, I'm 100% Nick. behind Nick. Nick's the yeah. best Jonas. Yeah. He was good enough to entertain Priyanka Chopra and for her to agree to marry mm-hmm. him. So A cougar queen. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Jonas. Interesting. Um, Do you want to say a tiny bit more about why that is? He's just cuter. Okay. In okay. my humble opinion. Great they all look reasoning. the same. I can't tell them apart. So. And then there's a third one that no one ever talks about because he's not even a butter vase. Interesting. He's just a face. The Elizabeth Olsen of the the twins? Wow. (gasps) How dare you? Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I just needed us to be on record about that. So much shade in this this episode. (laughs) Who hurt all of us? Several times. It's the heat. It is the heat, (laughs) I'm telling you. So they have pop culture cachet right now because one is dating someone from Game of Thrones. One is dating Priyanka Chopra. So maybe that's why this song went number one recently. Or maybe it's just good. Let's find out. I'm a sucker for all this I'm sorry, that's an Old Navy ad. No. It is. Well, that's what the song of the summer is. It literally is an Old Navy ad. I'm going to go with a nine because what? I feel like, once again, the people in this country whites. will the whites, the whites <laughs> will be into it. And this is a song that is like the thing about, once again, the rules. The song of the summer has to be something that people can know the words to. Right. They can dance to. Everybody can feel like they're a part of this song. I could see my kids singing this song. Once yeah, you got the kids would. involved, it's that's it. It's claimed. Are you so you're giving it a nine? I'm giving it a nine. Not again. I told you I got my two scales. I got my scale. I got the summer scale. Yeah. Mm, this is on the summer scale. I I don't know what to say about that. This is basically can't fight the feeling for 2019. Oof. It's heinous and it must be stopped. But was it a song of the summer at the time? You know what? Yes, given it was. S- it was everywhere. State of the country. You're probably right. Give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, no, I take that back. Um, an eight, a seven. <laughs> take a seven. Okay, I'm gonna give it a six. And two of those are because they have celebrity wives. So. Why not? Exactly. Women dragging dead weight men. <laughs> Again. Him? Really? Okay, let's do some computing. Hack into the mainframe. We're going to have to call in help because, honey, I wasn't keeping track. And even if I was. Okay, so the votes have been tallied. It was a close one. Mm. By a nose. Mm. Just like Nicole Kidman's win for Best Actress. Do you remember for Denzel the said, yes, oh, yes, a nose. Yes. Anyway, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> Listen, Virginia Woolf's for everyone. <laughs> A certain song by Daddy Yankee got 9.3 points average from mm, us. Okay. You would think that would be good enough. You would think. And yet, and yet. Mabel came through Jeez. with Don't Call Me Up. Okay. I can buy it. I told yeah. you. I'm friend into of the, it. Friend of the show already. I'm not disappointed. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm just going to, it's not going to be in my cookout, but. <laughs> oh, okay. I can appreciate. Well, at least put it on the playlist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Will you? I will. Okay. I'll play it in the car. <laughs> so if, like Jamidra, you disagree with with the cooler's pick for song of the summer let us know by calling our hotline at 415-553-2850 if you have a pick that we didn't cover today we want to hear it and for everyone else see you at the beach
been a minute since Justin Bieber did something really dumb. Have you felt this, that he hasn't been doing stupid stuff recently? Not publicly, but I'm sure it's happening. It's, quietly. It's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, for all of those people that were worried that marriage might be calming him down a little bit, don't worry because he's reemerged from his foxhole and he is firmly back on his bullshit. He's challenged Tom Cruise publicly to fight him in the UFC style in the octagon. What? <laughs> Justin Bieber tweets this week, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're, spelled incorrectly, scared and you will never live it down. Mm. Who is willing to put on the fight? He does all his own stunts. I don't know why Justin Bieber, the twerp of all twerps, is right? trying to pick a fight with someone who dangles off of a helicopter and like broke his ankle jumping from two buildings. Like, don't do it. He's a moron. Another reason why Justin Bieber doesn't want these problems is all of Scientology is behind Tom Cruise. Gonna he's going to get the mailers and he's going to also get, I don't know, death threats or something. Do you want David Miscavige at your door? No, you don't. No. This could be the 2019 version of the Crusades. Sorry, that caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> because you got Scientology in one corner. Ding, ding. And you got like that weird, hippie, like cool, young Christchurch. Chris, Chris Pratt's in, church. Yeah, in this corner. Ding, ding. Putting the Chris so, in like, Christ. So like, who's going to win? Zenu. <laughs> I mean, of course. But you're talking about Tom Cruise's, like, clique of Scientology. Like, Bieber ain't got his people. He has these little young kids who ride for him. I don't know what they're called. I'm sure they have a name. Believers. Okay, mm. yeah, that's right. So he's Of got which this... Anne Frank would apparently have been one, let's oh, remember. No. Did he say that? He, he did, it. yeah. Oh, no. He wrote that in the book at the Anne Frank house. Like, <laughs> hey, Anne girl. No. Yeah. I left you a free CD and a T-shirt. I know you yeah. would have been a believer. I, I, I don't want to believe that, that so I'm going to just pretend like I didn't hear it. But and we've also got the Haley Bieber click now, right? She's Baldwin, got her whole yeah. Baldwin mm. crew. So he's got people. But they're all on Molly. Like they're This yeah. is the thing. The I assumptions mean, we make. Allegedly. Allegedly, the drug consumption, allegedly, allegedly, is gonna make him very erratic. So I've been thinking about this deeply, as is my want. And I doubt that Justin Bieber actually wants to kill Tom Cruise. Mm. I don't I don't think it's a killing situation. But I got to thinking. Does this turn of events this week represent a return to the days of a good old-fashioned duel? Ooh. Right? I've always wanted to pull out a white glove and slap someone with mm -hmm. it. So, yes. If you will take this imaginative leap with me, allow me to take both of your hands. I want to really give you a quick guide to what I see as conducting your best duel life in 2019. Mm. And so... Back in the day, they actually had this thing called, let me get my Italian out, the Code Duello, which was like this actual field guide for formalized ass kicking. Because you just can't have two people just getting together in a field and trying to murder each other. There are rules to this stuff, okay? <laughs> and Jamidra, I know you're going to love this mm -hmm. because let's remember a little oh, musical We're going with this. that had the 10 dual commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Dual Commandments. It's the Ten Dual Commandments. Well, thank you to Hamilton. Yeah. This up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dueling, guys, it was crazy popular all over. Like, everyone was like, you get a duel, you get a duel. I looked this up on Wikipedia, so I did some real research, right? So between <laughs> 1798 and the Civil War, the U.S. Navy lost 
two-thirds as many officers to dueling as it did in combat at sea. Ooh. People were killing each other. It's the Mali again. This is the thing. <laughs> so you've got your swords are the preferred method, and then these things called guns come along. Dueling pistols get made so you can be sure that your pistol isn't better than someone else. Like you buy them in the little boxes as a set. And oh, obviously, wow. Yeah. Little right? gift set, little dual gift set. Exactly. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is a set of dueling pistols. <laughs> it's like those best friend necklaces that you each get a yes. half and then one of you dies. Yeah. And also, like, throughout this conversation, like, I don't want to make light of uh, genuine real gun violence. So let's imagine when we talk about dueling, we're talking about, like, sticking each other with swords here. Let's, yeah. let's do that for everyone's comfort and safety. So dueling was big and then it got less big. Uh, it started to dwindle, like, the interest in it in the 19th century. And quoth Wikipedia, by the time the American Civil War broke out, dueling had begun to wane even in the South. <laughs> Even there. Oh, I love that they just added that little yeah. piece because just like... Mm. Italics very much yeah. mine. <laughs> That's actually like not unjustified shade because the whole thing, like the chivalric notions of like honor and like defending uh, yourself against being impugned, that was also very big in the South at the time, mm-hmm. apparently. Interesting contradictions with other things that were also very big in the South oh, at know. that time, but I don't know, moving on swiftly. <laughs> so this is a field guide for dueling, guys. I know you're here to learn about how to conduct a really good duel. Mm-hmm. So rule number one... You don't have to kill them. That's really important to remember. Really? Yeah. You don't have... I thought you did too, but... I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're like, murder. Yeah. Yes. Kill or be killed. The whole dueling thing, it's all about this code of honor. They're not so much about killing people as gaining satisfaction, right? By, By being mean, someone has taken your honor away and you have come to that field to get it Back and you're showing that you're willing to risk your life for it, so you are a courageous person. Mm. This was usually dudes having it out by fighting in a duel, doing like the step outside kind of thing. And the reason that so many people died, like for example in the Navy, people weren't killing each other in the duel, they were just like scratching each other. And then the wounds got infected because ye olden times. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Another guide to your duel, there needs to be a reason. You can't just hate on someone and just like hate the look of their face and fancy taking them to a field and kicking them in the face. You need to make this like morally acceptable. So as the challenger, if you want a beef, you need to issue this like traditional grievance where you're like, you've insulted me. Sir, I challenge you much like... In the famous musical Hamilton, Yay! between imagine Vice President Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton in 1804 real life duel that was shown by Lin Manuel Miranda, based on a very public beef. Alexander, Aaron Burr, sir, can we agree the duels are dumb and immature? Sure, but your man has to answer for his words, Burr. With his life, we both know that's absurd, sir. Hang on, how many men died because Lee was inexperienced and ruinous? Okay, so we're doing this. There you go. He can't stop running his mouth. Mm -hmm. That's the challenge to the honor. Or you can take a tip from Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride and have your own reasoning for wanting to kill someone. Mm -hmm. I will go up to the six-fingered man and say, Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Legend. He has such a strong brand. Mm. He's always saying his full name. Right? (laughs) And I stand. Another rule of dueling, guys, don't be hasty. Don't just leap into this whole thing. The whole point of a duel is that you're not just punching each other out in the mud outside the pub. You are being cool 
and you are handling this like a cool guy. You're going to exchange letters. You're like, maybe we can work this out another way. And if you've exhausted all of the non-violent options, then you check your schedules. You find a convenient time. Mm-hmm. You send out a doodle poll. I know, yeah, yes. And yeah. you work out. <laughs> yes. Did you get my calendar invite? Right. I sent you an Outlook invite. Well, right. I'm like, where are you? Oh, I'll send you Gmail at the You're same okay. time. No worries. <laughs> it's like five on Wednesday doesn't really work for me. But what about four <laughs> on Friday? Let's Would kill like, each other. This stuff takes time. You don't have to rush it. Don't worry. Death is waiting for you whenever. Just, just, just chill. Also, you need a second. And by that, I mean you need like a tight friend, mm-hmm. i.e. a witness to come along and check that everything's good. Also, you have to bring the drama because, guys, who wants a boring duel? Some sass thrown in? Like, yes. don't have that thing where you're like, oh, I just wish that I'd said this thing. No. Nope. Insults that are more evolved than yo mama. You know, the grave is right there. Mm-hmm. So might as well. Yeah. Say something funny. Maybe practice in the mirror a few times. Yep, before exactly. Yeah, yeah you, confidence. You just want to be like quippy. You want to be like Mark Twaining this mm-hmm. stuff. It's all good. I did look up what I thought was the most outrageous duel of all time, and I found it. It is two dudes in Paris in the 19th century called Monsieur Le Pic and his love rival Monsieur what? de Grandpré. Oh, so they start beefing le boeuf over. A young lady and femme. <laughs> These guys are so posh that they're like, you know what? The the dueling that has served gentlemen and knights so well for hundreds of years, we are too high class for even that. It mm. is beneath us. So what do we do? We're going to build two identical hot air balloons, fly them above Paris, oh. and then shoot each other out that way. Good wow. day, sir. Shooting at each other's balloons so that the balloon deflates. Killing the loser. Okay, that's, so that's how you season finale. That's who it. survived. Mm-hmm. If anyone, Le Pic was uh, le loser. Oh, so oh. yeah, Monsieur Le Grand Prix. He managed to shoot the balloon out first, and Le Pic's balloon plummeted. And apparently, from the account I was reading, uh, Monsieur Le Grand Prix uh, floated away twenty miles and then landed. <laughs> Like a real, just like go and chill in the bar a bit before this all blows over. No word on whether the other guy got the girl. Jeez. Yes. Wow. I hope she was worth it. Okay. That's a lot. My last tip for dueling success in 2019, guys. B-Y-O, doctor. Oh, yes. Yes. Make sure your general practitioner is there at the scene. Mm -hmm. Because if you get a nasty scratch that is going to get sepsis, you want that looked at straight away. Because otherwise... This is going to happen in this iconic scene from the movie Dangerous Liaisons featuring a duel between John Malkovich and, you guessed it, Keanu Reeves. Yes. Fetch the surgeon! I think that's probably my favorite line delivery of all time. I mean, he's always at the top of his game. Exactly. But yeah, bring your own doctor, because otherwise the stuff is going to get really ugly. And can you suit to your own wounds? I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I would like to note in closing that this whole Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise supposed beef challenge has been rather delightfully inspiring people to challenge folks on Twitter that are exactly 31 years or more older than them to oh, a wow. fight. This is fun. So... I took the liberty of looking up some celebrities that we could challenge. I love this. Come through. Uh, Jamidra, you could challenge Kevin Costner or Mr. Bean. Oh. I, I think I have a better chance of taking Mr. Bean. Yeah. I'm going to rock with that one. Emmanuel, right age bracket, you could challenge Caitlyn Jenner. I will take that fight. Right? I've been, been hungry waiting. for this fight for a You've while. You've been waiting. 
I had a, a serious think about who I would like to challenge. I decided that my desire to square off against Pierce Brosnan or Sam Elliott, who are in the correct age bracket, that was more based on like my base carnal desires <laughs> than any desire to actually shoot them. Like, I just want to wrestle, guys. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so tickling. So I thought I'd do some good work, the Lord's work, while mm. I was at it. And I figured out that Sean Connery is 88 years old. <laughs> Damn. So I would be gentle, but lest this sound mean and rude, like I just want to beat up a senior. I want to play a little clip that reminds you why I would like to duel with an 88-year-old Sean Connery. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. Slap him, Carly. Kill him. Slap him, Carly. Thing. I love how uninterested Barbara Walters sounds there. Mm. Yeah, I didn't mm, like I that. Didn't like no. that. Yeah. So there's one thing that I looked up about Sean Connery back in 65. He gave that famous interview to Playboy where he was talking about he thought it was entirely justifiable to slap a woman if she is quote unquote, a bitch or hysterical or bloody minded continually. But that was back in 65. And I'm pretty sure that he didn't imagine in 2019 that he'd be 88 and that a 33 year old woman was very happy to take him on. So all I can say is, Sean, I'm coming for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'll be your number two because I want to see that up close. It's the big and the big. Hey, the big and the big. Hey. Now, friends, I want to take you on a little journey back to 1999. Mm, Can you picture it? I loved it then. Yes, it was great. So I want you to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and think back to the first time you heard this. And I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry. Because it is my fault. Because it was my project. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. Oh, really? really? What is that? Emmanuel. Blair Witch Project. Oh. Absolutely gotcha. stunning. God, that movie's good. Mm. I couldn't hear the snot on the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. with the clip. It was a moment. Like you had to, so I, you know, I apologize. You can't get the full experience unless you're watching like the single cam crying and snot oh. into the lens. Mm-hmm. But it was a moment. And I remember seeing that and really questioning whether or not it was real. Yeah, yeah, like PSA to everyone, if you haven't seen The Blair Witch Project, if we saw it a long time ago and it's kind of like faded to this hazy memory and you're kind of sick of cheesy found footage, forget all that. Go back and watch it. It is genuinely terrifying. I watched it in a movie theater recently and people were scared. It is genuinely terrifying, which is why it is my pit of the week because I thought that we had left <laughs> yeah. this behind us. But oh, no, the makers over at Xbox thought that they would make a little game out of this so that now we can put ourselves in the position of the folks on screen, with snot running down our nose. Jesus. And we can play a new video game that's going to launch, I think it's like in August. I don't know when it is, because I'm not doing it. But that'll be so unsatisfying, because the whole point of the movie is that they get trapped in this terrible loop where they can't get out of the forest. And now you too, Carly, can be trapped in this terrible loop in the forest. As much as I love the movie, I'm stepping nowhere near this. (laughs) This sounds awful. Will not attend. Did you watch it? (laughs) I've seen it because it took place in Maryland, which is where I lived at the time. And we did think it was real. Because there wasn't like social media where it could 
you know, educate you in terms of like things you're being stupid about. Oh, that movie used the early internet so well because mm-hmm. like only like it hadn't reached like mass saturation the way it has now. And they just did such clever things around marketing that movie. Like you say, most people thought it was real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I thought it was real. So those feelings still rise up in me and I never mm-hmm. saw it and I don't plan on seeing it now. What? So pit of the week to the folks at Xbox who thought it was funny to bring this back up and traumatize me again. Also, double pit to the folks who decided to remake Chucky in 2019. Chucky scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. He still scares the hell out of me now. Won't be watching. Wow. I've, I'm shocked and stunned. Jimmy I love a scary movie. You know I do. I know, because mm-hmm. Candyman's one of your favorite movies. Oh, now that I will be watching. No, but you, oh, you'd love The Black Witch Project. So it's a peak. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're leaving that nightmare behind us, on to the peak of the week. So this week I want to dedicate my peak to a Hollywood legend. We've known her for years. Mm. Recently she's decided to spend some time in Monterey, California. I think I know where this oh, is going. Oh, yes. So folks, one of my favorite shows is back for season two. Big Little Lies premiered last Sunday, and they rolled out that familiar cast of characters. Zoe Kravitz is there, Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon. So, I mean, star-studded cast, right? And for the folks who don't know, Big Little Lies is about a group of women who are friendly-ish, maybe sometimes frenemies. Yes. But they have a dark secret that bonds them. Now, if you thought last season was great. I did. Mm -hmm. This year, the showrunners decided to pull out the biggest of guns and bring, guess who? Meryl mother Street. Yes, it's you go. <laughs> so this season, she's trying to uncover a shady little accident, if you will. It's a murder. Mm, it it was a duel. <laughs> but listen, I am quite certain that she is certified in planting palm trees because she's bringing all of the shade. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all of the shade this season. We're only one episode in and she spars with Reese Witherspoon's character named Madeline. And in her very polite grandma-ish way, basically accused her of being a low-down, dirty liar. Oh. Mm. And so at one point in the episode, Madeline decides to confront Mary Louise about the way she's speaking to her. So Marilyn starts to apologize, explaining that Madeline reminds her of an old-school friend. But then things take a turn. Truth is, it had nothing to do with you. When I was in boarding school, I had, I had a best friend, or so I thought, who uh, revealed herself to be quite treacherous and uh, caused me a lot of pain. So she was just an itty-bitty little thing with a big bubbly personality that um, was designed to hide. She was utterly vapid inside. You remind me so much of her. I suppose I punish you for that. That's wrong of me, and I apologize. Now that is how you apologize to someone you hate. (laughs) Okay? Talking of scary, she's actually more scary than the Blair Witch Project. She is. She is. Her character is fantastic. God, she's good. How did she just get better? Oh There's hope for gosh. all of us. If you're good at something now, keep doing it. You might mm-hmm. be great at it when you're 70 or however old she is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put her out on blast like that. <laughs> so pick of the week to Meryl Streep for bringing me life in these dark, dark times. Mm-hmm. Now on to the song of the week. Now we've talked a lot about the playlist that we're curating for the summer, but I've been curating my own little playlist, mm. which is I am trying to find, inspired by Lizzo, of course, All of the independent or like newly emerging female artists that produce empowering songs and then just make one kick-ass playlist that can make me just feel great in the morning. So that's what I'm doing. So during my little hunt, I discovered an artist named LaKaylay, 47. You may recognize the name. I don't. Maybe not. (laughs) Or you may recognize her masked face. She doesn't like to show her her face. She's a little shy, but she's 
super talented. Critics have compared her to sort of like a mix between MIA, Cardi B, and Kamaya. Mm. Oh, I like those. Aesthetically, she gives me Missy Elliott vibes. Like, she gives me that strength. And then she also, she knows which gods and deities she needs to worship. She mentions Grace Jones in one of her songs. And she also worships the following. Khalees is God, so is Beyonce. Uh, Let me hear you say Khalees is God, so is Beyonce. Uh, Let me hear you say Khalees is God, so is Beyonce. That's her on Tiny Desk. No lies detected. No lies detected. Recently, in browsing and doing my research, I stumbled upon a song called Attitude. And this was nestled in the Insecure Season 2 soundtrack, because you know Issa Rae knows how to curate a good soundtrack. Oh, yes. And then I've just fallen down a rabbit hole. So let's just ride out, catch a little Attitude, with LaKayla, 47 song, Attitude. I want all my money up front. If you don't, guess what? I'm, I'm going to have an Attitude. Bitch, I got an Attitude. I'm going to have an attitude, bitch, I got an attitude, so what I got an attitude, bitch, I got an attitude. Thanks to David Marcus and Ashley Ann Creedbaum. All original music is by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. If you miss us, find us on social media. I'm at Excuse My Beauty. I'm at Teacup in the Bay. And I'm at Jamitra Sense. Bye. Attitude, 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 attitude.